Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's almost 551 in Boston with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be, and I will uh, tell you in one second when the weather pops up on the uh, on the screen in front of me. Take your time. I will. No I'll rush. See. Loading. Loading. Uh-huh. Uh, here we go. Uh, rainy today with a high of 75. Tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 76. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Amanda Bynes is back on another psychiatric hold after being detained by police and receiving a medical evaluation. According to law enforcement sources, Amanda was one who called the LAPD Saturday morning to report a woman in distress, which turned out to be herself. No word on how long they'll keep her. By law, they can keep her up to 72 hours, uh, which is about just about three days. Uh, just two months ago, she was released from a mental health facility. You know, I feel horrible for woman. people like this because, you know... She was put through that whole child actor thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching those. Um, it was that documentary about uh, Punky Brewster and like all those kids yeah. from the 90s. And how they said, like, you know, when they're 12 years old, the stagehand guy goes, Well, you're an adult now. Do you want a cocktail? Because you're moved into this new world where you're, you're an adult. You're not a child. You only play a child on TV. Well,. That on top of a predisposition for some serious mental illness. Right. And you're talking about, you know, a young woman who's in a desperate situation. Yeah. And yeah, she- it, it's it's sad. Can you, when you ever, did you ever watch that show when she was a kid? No, I never really got into that one. My kids are watching it for a while. Yeah. She's a talented young lady. Yeah. She, there's no question she's talented. But, you know, unfortunately, there's, there's so much baggage around her. You know, you wonder if, uh, you know, can she ever... Get the help she needs. I don't know, man. That's uh, it's a tough call. Are there any celebrities that you could imagine being serial killers? Like, if you found out, you would you wouldn't be completely surprised. Yeah, sure. Well, this question was posted online yesterday. Here are some of the responses. Jared Leto, totally see it. He's the type of who would say some sort of pretentious crap during the kill too. Like, I release your soul from its confines of its wicked flesh. So that you may be reborn anew. Yeah, that sounds totally like him. The uh, the Property Brothers. I can see one of them being evil. Yeah, new floors, but never pull them up. Good point. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Christian Bale said he watched a lot of his interviews while preparing for American Psycho. He watched Tom Cruise's interviews. Good choice. Yeah. Joel Olstein. Uh, serial killer, no, but I can see him being involved in some pretty shady stuff. It's all part of God's plan. I guess. Kevin Spacey? Maybe. Uh, Shia LaBeouf? According to his ex-girlfriends, he's legitimately an unhinged and violent individual. Okay. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres? Just look into those cold, dead eyes and tell me she hasn't tasted human flesh. These are what well, people. I, I, I'm not saying this. These are what people were saying online. My understanding is that she has, but I don't know, really know if she's going to kill anybody. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. No. Keeping feet as mementos. I want to say no. Jada, For him, it's just about the art. Jada Pinkett Smith. Maybe. Will no, Will Will knows what she's done, who she's killed, and knows that he will be the first target if he steps out of line. Creeping me out already. O.J. Simpson's name came up too, but 
not really fair, though, because yeah. he got a two-person head start. He just doesn't seem to be the type. Oh, I got two people already. <laughs> How many more people do you need to become a serial well, Let's killer? see. Uh, John Wayne Gacy had 33 kids in the crawl space. Yeah, how many? Seems to me you got to start start wrapping things up, Juice. Uh, after posting his Father's Day message on Sunday, The Rock shared another video to add something he'd missed. He talked about his complicated relationship with his own dad, Rocky Soulman Johnson, and he regretted not reconciling him before he died in 2020. Apparently, they had a huge fight, and Rocky died three weeks later. Mm. That's usually how that goes. Yeah, it never goes what like uh, like you'd want. The Rock said, quote, I wish he was here one more time so I can say, hey, I love you, man. But he's not. Wow, that was a sad story from The Rock. The Rock, usually more positive than that. If you're wondering how Stanley Tucci decides what cocktails to make on Instagram, the first step is to, quote, make sure that you're making something that other people can make. He also does a few practice runs before making the actual videos. Have you seen these that he does? Yeah. He's like a mixologist. Uh, to show you how to make basic, uh, like, old fashions. and Well, he's like a food that. guy, too. Right. I totally understand that. Yeah, but it's more about the cocktail thing that, that they're focused on. He's like Mike Quincy. Quincy's a cocktail guy. Yeah, he is, isn't he? He's, he's a like, big cocktail guy. He's got, like, a whole bar in his house. He knows how to make a sidecar. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I know. I wonder what the reviews on the sidecar are for Consumer Reports. I don't know I don't know what kind of reliability studies they have on a sidecar. Ah, we're all out of them. That's all I know. Uh, star, let's see. Uh, we don't want to talk about Star Wars. Ooh, Adele revealed to her audience in Vegas over the weekend that wearing Spanx and sweating during her shows gave her jock itch. Thank you. I hate Ugh. Adele now. I have to bleach my eyes. She added, quote, I don't know why the F I just told you that. Probably because she's, you know. Because you needed to share it. When it needed can, to be out there. When you can smell your own B.O., well, what do you expect? You're yeah. wearing Spanx, for crying out loud. Yes. They're not made of uh, breathable cotton. You know, if you can't uh, get through hello without gagging. <laughs> hello. <coughs> oh, God. Got a little sweat down there on the... Uh... <laughs> well, it, there's a term for it, but I can't say the name of it. I can't say it on the radio. Nah, it's too bad. Yeah. Uh, Baby Rexa. Do you know who that is? I don't. I have no idea who it is, but uh, Bebe got hit in the face with a cell phone during a show on Sunday night. She had to stop the show and get stitches. The guy who threw the phone was charged with felony assault. Poor Bebe. Poor little Bebe. Oh, she's actually not a bad-looking girl. Bebe Rexa. Yeah, if you can remove that cell phone from her lodged in her face, yeah. she's actually quite quite attractive. I uh, I have no idea who she is. I've never even heard of her up until really? just now. Isn't that uh, kind of amazing that I just heard about that now? Uh, that's kind of all I have. I want to go into the Kim Kardashian thing. Good. Can I do that? Sure. Kim Kardashian got something in her eye and lost her vision for a few minutes. Right? Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had this hard, time, this hard of a time seeing was when Ray J gave me the banana cream eye in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Does that come with nuts? Oh, lots of nuts. Lots. Always with. Uh, Caitlin? And not made in a nut-free facility, that's I, I for bet. sure. I bet. Uh, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her grundle a la mode. <laughs> I once gave her the Mr. Whipple. Uh, what are you trying to say? Well, wait, What's the Mr. Whipple? Well, while giving her the Barney helmet tonsil tickle, she squeezed my Charmin so hard I launched her into the dairy aisle. <laughs> 
What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is afterwards she looked like she did a cannonball into a tub full of warm parquet. <laughs> That's and not, she, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. And she couldn't believe it wasn't butter. <laughs> Do you see why I wanted to get to yeah, this Yeah, I totally see it. And yeah. that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Aware to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Want to find your next great hire? Visit Indeed.com slash credit. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, I'm a big fan of officially licensed sports memorabilia. From my official set of Scott Wedman bath mats, to my autographed Bernie Carbo set of World Series beverage coasters, to my rare set of Cam Neely travel mugs, you kidding me? I'm crazy about that stuff. Of course, I own some stupid stuff, too, but that hardly matters. Because when a rare collectible comes down the chute and into an online auction, there is no end to the temptation of slapping down top dollar and making a bid. Sometimes, though, there are items that are a little bit beyond my ability to pay. This would explain why my $30 bid to land the official 1959 Wilt Chamberlain rookie uniform with the Philadelphia U- uh, Warriors failed so miserably. On Saturday, Wilt's uniform was sold for a record $1.79 million. That sets a record for the highest amount ever paid for a piece of vintage NBA memorabilia. And although I felt confident with my $30 bid at the time, I was, in fact, a few dollars shy on that one. This was, after all, the year that Wilt Chamberlain was not only named the Rookie of the Year, he was also selected as league's MVP. Combining that with the claim that Wilt scored with more than 20,000 women, and you realize this duty might have seen a little bit more action off the court. Then I suppose this really is a priceless collectible. After all, you're talking about a full season of Wilt's DNA being tightly wrapped around each synthetic fiber of this thing, and that adds value. Now here's my problem with spending $1.79 million on a uniform. Wilt Chamberlain was 7 foot 1 and weighed 275 pounds when he was drafted. In order for the $1.79 million price tag to be worth my while, I'm going to need to make some alterations. Not just in the length, but if I'm going to wear this thing, it's going to need to, need to be taken out a little bit. Otherwise, I'm going to look like a it's a 64-year-old sausage casing. And, that's, and for that sort of money, I'm going to want to have a better fit. Having said that, even if a qualified tailor was able to make those kinds of alterations, is it worth the expense? I would say no. But that's mostly because it wouldn't be caught dead wearing a Philadelphia basketball uniform out in public, because that would be stupid. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hardware. Buy one bag of KT Birdseed, get one free. I'm looking at this deal at the Rocky's uh, printed fifth sales flyer, but you can see it on the Rocky's app or at Rocky's.com. What's a tale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Billy Squire with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be rainy today with a high of 75 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 76. It's uh, 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Warren Haynes from Government Mule will be joining us after 7 o'clock. There's a brand new album out and they're going to be in Boston in uh, in August at the Leader Bank Pavilion uh, with Jason Bottom. So we'll talk yeah. about, uh, with, about all that with Warren next hour. I think his publicist uh, thinks your name is Baz. 
for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, with all these yeah. materials, my name has somehow been misspelled as Baz. So well, now it's the Baz and Nagel Show. Well, let's see. X and Z are right next to each other on the keyboard. It's easy to do. Sure. Somebody well, put that in wrong. Anything can happen. Um, first of all, I got, I got a couple of things that... Uh, <sighs> the renaissance is over. What do you no mean? longer is coffee at Cumberland Farms 99 cents. It's a dollar twenty nine now, and I don't know when they changed that. It must have been like in the last couple of months because I really wasn't paying attention. And I see the sign on the counter today. It says, "We're so sorry, but we've had to increase our cost thirty cents." Thirty cents. Thirty cents for a cup of coffee. Are you out of your mind? That's, that's like a whole third more. Yeah. What the hell is that that's all about? Ridiculous, Steve. That's an outrage. Mm-hmm. You go in there every day, right? Almost every day. Hey, almost yeah. every day. Yeah. And you grab yourself a 99-cent coffee because you're cheap. Well, you know what? I wasn't paying attention because I was buying other things, and I didn't realize it was $1.29. God knows how long that's been going on for. Well, that's exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Who's the one gouging who? Is it Cumberland Farms? Yeah. Is it Juan Valdez? It is his mule? Who's doing this? I don't know. And I, and I think, you know, for a product like that, you're making so much money off of even it being 99 cents. Yeah. Right. You know, because it's mostly water that you're using. It, I mean, the coffee is, I get the coffee is costly, but it's not like it's it's dark, rich coffee. It's just it's it's coffee. Coffee. Yeah. So it's not, I don't know what, what would make it worth more. You know, uh, Steve, you have... You have done so much for that company. Uh, well, propping yeah. propping them up, fi- uh, you know, financially with ninety nine yeah. cent increments on nearly every single day. You thwarted a terrorist yeah. attack within the confines of that very building many many years ago. Yeah, but see, the problem is the people who owned that before no yes. longer own it. So I don't think they gave the message to the new owners that uh, you know I'm like one of their prized people customers. If I now this is if I'm the owner of Cumberland Farms, mm-hmm. I want to know my market, and I want to know what stores are bringing in who. That's just me. I'm, I'm uh, nosy that way. But if I know that one of my stores had been saved by Steve Nagel from Rock 102, yeah, and he's having to pay thirty cents more for his cup of coffee in spite of. Him putting himself in harm's way to save society from a terror cell. I would never charge you that kind of money for your coffee. New owners don't care. Well, new owners better think twice about who they're dealing with here. Actually, you know, they've been kind of like not that great within the last couple of years. Really? Yeah. It's like they kind of downgraded some of the quality of the stuff that they have there and it. Cause I was, I had hope. I was, cause I'm a Wawa guy. Yeah, oh, I know. And I I'm know. like, I love all good Wawa, but there ain't no Wawas around here. None. But Cumbies was the was the next uh, hope, and now they're just going the way of the Sunoco. Ooh, yeah, geez. I know. Yeah, I think we can all relate to that. Yeah, I guess. Is it a supply and demand issue? That's I the have, issue. I have no idea. It was just it, everybody's raising their prices on everything, but I think sometimes it's unnecessary. I think it's very unnecessary. We were talking about the eggs yesterday. Yes. The guy with the eggs. The local guy. Uh-huh. Mr. Mennonite. Right. Mr. Man of God. I hear Raises you. his prices by two bucks. Jesus. Like, what are the Mennonites doing with all that extra cash? Or is it really about, uh, you know, settling the costs, the overruns? Or Listen, is it something uh, different? 
you know, uh, for all uh, people who live in tents and swim at the poipuses, uh, those folks uh, know how to make a buck. They're hardworking folks, too. The other day I was at the grocery store, Steve. Yeah, and it's just it's just me and my wife in the house. We're yeah. the only two eating. And I bought what wound up being three bags of groceries for 160 bucks. Now, yeah. what did I get? I got, like, fruit. Yeah, like, it's I got a, a thing of butter and uh, some meat. And, and 160 bucks. I'm one of those uh, stop and shop uh, Walmart or pickup order guys. Sure. Week after week, the same order, up by 20%, 20-25% from the week before. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. Because, I mean, obviously, those are sale items that aren't always on sale. But, but are these items, yeah. uh, just, just to kind of you know level the playing field here, yeah. are these I- items like 30% more than you're paying? Like, like for example, you're being charged thirty percent more on the cup of coffee. It, well, Are you paying thirty percent more at the the cash register at your local co- uh, grocery store? I think certain items you're paying thirty percent. This is more. this is this is an outrage. Yeah. I don't know how we can handle this anymore. I, oh, the whole thing is all screwed up. It is all screwed up. But um, let's change gears. Are you sure you want yeah, to change, change gears? Because gear. I can hammer I'm, away at this. Yeah, I, know, I can chip away at this iceberg I'm forever. S- I'm sick of complaining about high prices. I feel like my old man. You know, a dollar doesn't go the way it used to anymore. You can't stretch it as far as you could years ago. Yeah, but your your dad would be complaining about the price of booze. You're just complaining about the price of coffee. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, he'd complain about a lot of things. Remember he got mad at the waitress one time in Westfield at Woody's. It was Woody's <laughs> Pizza. You remember that place? Before it burned down for the eighth time? Yes. Uh, he was mad because you couldn't smoke in there anymore. Like, that was the... It was like right around the time where they started eliminating that, and he got mad. What do you mean I can't smoke in here? <laughs> like, like we were taking away his constitutional rights. God, darn it! Yeah. You know? I know. Uh, but yesterday I did the. Uh, I was on the first hole at Tacoa Country Club for the Boys and Girls Club of West Springfield Golf Tournament, uh, heckling people on the side uh, from the tee that's right and people would come up this is how it worked because remember we were wondering how it was going to work yeah they come up and if they want to be part of the uh the thing then they donate ten dollars and then they get if they don't back off the shot then they get entered to win this nice callaway driver that they had there okay so uh it was weird because I wasn't really sure how the thing was going to go. I had a I had a group of folks that were hanging out helping um Murph from uh 2 weeks notice brewing was there. Okay. She was writing down some insults too. It was kind of nice to have somebody there to tell you like, you know, this guy this use the one cuz we wrote a bunch of them down. Sure. It's like use the one about this guy yells at his mom a lot. You know. Oh, like, yeah, it was yeah. kind of like, yeah. you know, kind of nice to have that assist of this insult would go good with that guy. You that's know, awesome. Thing. Yeah. So because it should. I mean, it's a lot to shoulder. Yeah. And uh, you know, the the funny thing is, most people hit their best shots all day long after I would insult them. Really? Yeah. What a weird predicament and, that is. And they were like, "Do you want?" There was there must have been about six foursomes that said to me throughout the day, "Do you want to come with us for the rest of the game?" <laughs> So it was uh, it was one of these things where you insult people okay. uh, to try to make them back off the tee. And it worked like a few times, but for the most part, people were hitting balls left and right, and I was like a good luck charm. See, I would have thought the way to make real money on this is for to have them pay you to stop insulting them. Like, you just uh, automatically, 
you, you go after them with a barrage of insults. Yeah. And uh, to get you to stop, that's when you would make the cash. Yeah, that would kind of make sense too. But I think it kind of worked out. I think this was the way, this was the model that was used. Gotcha. Uh, in those other videos. I can't post some of this stuff that we used yesterday. It's pretty vulgar. You want a little blue? I was on a uh, I was on a megaphone. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like doing it from a megaphone. Perfect. Uh, from the sideline, and uh, like I said, most guys were were pretty uh, head on. You know who was there separately? Who? Will Reichelt and his grandpa Ed Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> so I had fun with that. Sure. Because I used the same insult, uh, kind of for both of them. What'd you say? I said, Will, how do you get in that stance from Grandpa giving you HJs all day long? <laughs> and then when Grandpa came up, I said, hey, Ed, how come your arms are, how co- are your arms sore from giving HJs to Will all day long? So it kind of. How they take that? Well, they loved it. it they was, did? Yeah, it was all oh, good yeah, fun. Yeah, good. it was yeah. good fun. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah. sometimes the truth is funny. Yeah, it is funny. Uh, Mr. Iron Man. Yeah, right. But he didn't back off his shot. Wow. Yeah, he, uh, he did it, and he got entered into the raffle. I don't even know who won that thing. Unbelievable. But uh, pretty much everybody participated. There were only a few people who didn't want to be part of it. Were there any other uh, notables that were uh, there? Uh, Vito Perone was there. Oh, really? He's, uh, you know, he's, he's he's the assistant super in West Springfield. Yeah, so he's he got was lots there. of time in his hands now. And uh, I asked him if he wanted to be on the ladies' tee instead. Ow, you're talking. <laughs> See, it was, it was a fun day. Yeah. It was a real fun day, and uh, the Boys and Girls Club uh, got quite a few bucks from now, that thing. Was there anybody that didn't handle it very well? No, I, everybody, no? because here's the thing. It's not like you're just going out and insulting people. These people want you to insult them. They're giving you money to see if you can, you know, distract them from the thing. Hmm. Okay. Because, you know, there's always somebody that walks away from something like that a little butthurt. Well, someone, I think, someone, someone thinks they're someone thinks they can handle it, but then well, all of a sudden you say something, and now they're crying on the onto the onto uh, the, the next tea box. Well, I uh, uh, there were a couple that I was fed information from the other two jerks in their group. Right. Hey, this guy, you know, he's you know he likes older women, or you know whatever it was that yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. they were feeding me information and stuff like that. So I'm sure there were some. Where the guy walked away and goes, "You're a dick, man." <laughs> so, but it was a, it was a great day all nah, around. It was fun. a long day. We didn't get done till about seven o'clock uh, yesterday last night. That's and, golf uh, for you. It's golf for you. There it's you a go. Long day. Six twenty three with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. Home buying is a journey. Loan solution to get started. Visit MunsonSavings.bank. Your bank forever. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Six thirty two. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. An urgent search and rescue operation is underway for a missing sub in the North Atlantic. Ooh, like a hoagie? No, like a submarine. Ah. Uh, the U.S. Coast Guard launched the search after the submersible disappeared on Sunday while exploring the wreckage of the Titanic about 900 nautical miles off the east coast. Uh, Miles east of Cape Cod, the 21-foot submersible uh, and its five-person crew from the Canadian research vessel Polar Prince started a dive Sunday morning, but the Polar Prince lost contact with the vessel after after an hour and 45 minutes. Authorities reported the vessel overdue Sunday night at about 435 miles south of St. John's, uh, Newfoundland. 
The uh, Ocean Gate says it is working with numerous government agencies and deep sea companies to rescue its crew. Damn. Wow. In a statement, OceanGate says, in part, we are exploring and mobilizing all options to bring the crew back safely. Our entire focus is on the crew members in the submersible and their families. OceanGate had been promoting the dive for months on its website, offering the chance to become an underwater explorer for the price of $250,000. Oof. Many of the people aboard were businessmen, but the others on board have not yet been identified. Can you imagine that? You pay $250,000, and God knows what is going on down there in that submersible. Well, it's um, missing. Yeah, that's not a good sign. No, it's it's uh, it's not. You know, even if it were like two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I think you'd have a hard time getting me into a submarine. Yeah, that claustrophobia thing. I've seen Das Boot. I I don't want to be in a submarine. Did you ever go? I think uh, I think it was the one in Mystic. There was a sub down there. You ever go on one of those? Like the, the like Nautilus the, at or the, something at the aquarium. I think it's like the Nautilus or something like that. I yeah, I think I have. Well, you ever even being on any any kind of military ship, the doors are like you know it's very tight in there. Well, you know when we were uh, youngsters, you know we would uh, do field trips down to Fall River yeah. and go on the USS Constitution. Uh huh. And you you put on the headphones and depending on where you are on the ship, it tells you a story about the about the battleship. Yeah. And it's kind of cool, but you're right. I mean, the idea of uh, being in one of those things for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that may be good for some dudes, uh, but I'm I'm not that guy. I remember uh, going on a field trip because we lived in New Jersey. We went to the Intrepid. Ah, you know, yeah, right, out, right on the on the uh, on the harbor, in yes. New York Harbor, right? Right. And uh, then, like a year later, after visiting that, I was so excited because Cher did that whole video. Right. Uh, turn back if I could turn back time. Yeah. Man, she was hot in that. She was like super hot in that. There was a time, Steve. Yeah, when Cher was. Oh, I'm I'm sure, but I'm talking about this uh, this late '80s. Uh, if I could turn back time, and she's yeah. in the fishnets, and she's right. uh, she's all over the sailors, and they're blasting guns off the ship. And... But now that she's in her late yeah. '80s, it's a it's a little bit different. No, but I can still reminisce. It's my own nostalgia. Don't ruin it for me. It was some video of uh, of her with uh, Sonny Bono from the TV show. Yeah, Whew, man, before all the the uh, the plastic surgery mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. You know, she, that's a woman that didn't need to touch herself. No, but she yeah, with did. a face, and but- I, you know that's that's just a bad move most of the time. Uh, police in Springfield are investigating an early Monday evening shooting on State Street that left one adult man seriously injured, according to Ryan Walsh. At about five oh five p.m., police were called to a shot spotter activation. On the 600 block of State Street, once they arrived, officers found a man with a gunshot wound who was taken to Bay State with serious injuries. The 22 News crew could see officers had blocked off a portion of State and Stebbins Streets as well as caution tape and numerous evidence markers. So glad they're on the scene. Yeah. All the information. The Springfield Police Department continues to investigate the incident, uh, and 22 News will update the story when more information comes available. No, they won't. won't. We're just going to have to wait. Hey, uh, although strawberry season has arrived, farmers are looking ahead and having wet and rainy weather for the last few weeks has worried them about the sweet corn growth. The farmers at Red Fire Farm in Granby say their organic corn thrives on the heat but will now take longer to harvest. This stunt in corn growth comes before corn season begins in July. If they just stop smoking cigarettes, they won't stunt their growth. Uh, I don't think that's how it works. 
Oh, it's not uh, no. It's not an addiction to nicotine? No, no. The uh, farm is doing uh, succession plantings to counteract this problem. In succession planting, seeds are sown every 7 to 21 days throughout the year to ensure a consistent ply of har- supply of harvestable produce. Yet farmers say that with the rain and cool weather, succession could take longer. The cold nighttime temperatures dropping below 50 degrees Fahrenheit in spring stressed corn emergence. There's so much science involved to this. You know, I know. It's like... On the other hand, you know, when the when the when the weather is rough, you don't want to be chomping on an inferior cob of corn. Studies show it typically takes about 90 to 120 degree days for corn to emerge. So it's not going to come out until we get uh, in the high 90s. Mm. Farmers are hoping for a balance of moisture and hotter temperatures to bring an abundant harvest soon. The farm anticipates having many sweet corn varieties like a combination of yellow and white and gold yellow and white. Massachusetts Harvest Calendar says sweet corn indicates the busiest time for corn picking is between August 1st and September 15th. Around October 15th is the later end of that. Mm. Okay. Well. Well, listen, if I have to eat corn from a bag, we're going to have a real problem. Yeah, corn in a bag? Yeah, the frozen corn doesn't do it for me. What about the uh, the cream corn in a bag? Yeah, I never had it in a, the cream corn. I got cream corn in a can, but I never had it in the front of a bag. We used to eat that when we were kids, and it was gross then. Cream corn? And I won't eat it now. I don't mind the cream corn. I don't mind cream spinach. I don't. I don't. I don't really mind the creamed anything. I can. Uh, I can live with that. You can live. You could live with that. Yeah, but I. I do. I do uh, fancy myself a good cob of corn. To me, it's a perfectly good way of getting more butter into my system. Uh, moving on to other parts of the state, a 14-year-old girl from Everett received life-threatening injuries when the driver of a Mercedes sedan struck her shortly after 8 p.m. on Sunday in the parking lot of a Chelsea cannabis dispensary. Uh, that's according to the Mass State Police. Police charged Carino. Is that how you say? Oh, Cesarino Borelli. That sounds made up. Forty-four of water. Sounds like the name of a sports car. I'm driving around a Cesarino Borelli. Yeah, Cesarino Borelli. I am a Cesarino Borelli. What do I got to do to get you into the Cesarino Borelli? Let me talk to my manager. Uh, is that like one of those dirty things for Italians? It like, might be like the donkey punch. It would be like oh the Cesar. I'm going to give you the Cesarino Borelli. I think it's more like a rusty trombone. Uh, anyway, uh, they charged him with numerous motor vehicle offenses after they say he smashed through parking lots at Rise Cannabis in a neighboring Duncan on Beecham Streets, uh, striking multiple parked cars in addition to the teenage pedestrian. At about 8.10 p.m. on Sunday, police say the Mercedes, driven by Borelli, left the road and sped into the Duncan parking lot, uh, causing property damage, and then drove through a metal fence surrounding the Rise parking lot next door at 200 Beecham Street. The Mercedes sedan struck a parked Mercedes SUV, which was occupied, and then crashed into the teen who was standing in the parking lot, critically injuring her. The driver hit one more car, a Nissan SUV, before leaving the car and lying down on the sidewalk. Hmm. Chelsea uh, officers were the first ones at the site of the crash and began treating the teen until the fire department and ambulance arrived and then took the teen to a Boston hospital where she is now in critical condition. Borelli was transported to a Boston hospital after complaining of back pain and remains hospitalized under Chelsea Police Guard. That's just a way to get out of going to jail right away. Yeah. Just take me to the hospital. The investigation uh, remains ongoing, and additional charges are are coming. Well, I, I guess if you want to go on a rampage like that. It's a terrible story. 
It is. But, but, uh, this, but this guy getting out of the car and then just laying down on the ground. Yeah. I'm done. I caused a lot of injuries to people, but, you know, it's okay. Listen, the, the injuries aside, property damage aside, what's it going to cost to fix that Mercedes? I don't know. Probably <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, right. I hope he's got insurance. Yeah, I would hope so. Uh, one of the earliest hacks people used to talk about was ordering a drink from a fast food restaurant with no ice. You get more to drink in the cup that way, and you can always add ice yourself if you want it to be chilled. This idea has been around so long that it's kind of common knowledge, but there's talk on social media that some places are closing this loophole and are not filling cups to the top if you ask for ice. No ice. There's a TikTok that's going viral where a woman orders a lemonade from Wendy's with no ice, and they only filled it three-fourths full. The reactions are mixed. Some people think it's cheap for places not to fill the cups, especially if they offer free refills if you eat in the place. But others say you're paying for the drink, not the ice, so you should get the same amount whether you want it iced or not. And some workers say there are cases when the amounts are automated by machines. In any event, it doesn't sound like this new there's this is a new policy at Wendy's or anything. They haven't commented, but a random commenter say their location is still filling the cups. Well, you know, I mean, uh, none of these places have supervised beverage stations. Right. You're on your own. Yeah, you could put in whatever you want. And yeah. I think most people do. Of course they do. And the, and the restaurant's not complaining about that. They already got your money for the overpriced meal that you paid for to begin well, with. Well, you, you're talking yeah. about the, your 99-cent uh, cup of coffee being jacked yeah. up to hundred to $1.29 <laughs> or whatever it is. You, I mean- Fast food hamburgers right now? The cost of those? Yeah. yeah. 12 bucks? 11 bucks? Right. But soda, which would be the cheapest thing you could offer. Yeah. Because you're buying it in bulk in the syrupy bags and all that stuff. They don't care if you have as many of those as you want. They know you're only going to be able to drink maybe two. Is is McDonald's going to go out of business because you're, you're refusing to put in ice? No. No, of course no. not. Even if they did start cracking down, they wouldn't be the first. Some establishments already have cups with fill lines for ice and no ice, and others will charge a little more if you want a cup without ice in it. It's, yeah, honestly. I don't know. If you're there, you're eating inside, and you can get free samples. I mean, you know, like uh, free refills? Yeah. yeah who's going to police you? Well, think, I mean, you know, go, go to any restaurant that offers free refills on sodas. The soda's three bucks. Yeah. Okay. How many sodas can you really drink in New, one sitting? Typically not $3 worth of soda. Maybe two. Maybe two. Depending on how. And, and it's like that's a lot of sugar to be to, to be having free refills for. I know. It's crazy. Anywho, uh, that's it. That's uh, Let me get the weather out here. It's uh, right. going to be rainy today with a high of 75. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 76. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. A cigar gives a man... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 651 in the Beatles with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly uh, uh, rainy today with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 76. It's 60 right now in downtown Springfield. Did you uh, know that the uh, the College World Series is going on right now? 
Uh, yes, I did. I saw. I was watching that on ESPN the other day. Yeah, uh, uh, LSU and uh, Wake Forest. Yeah, we're playing. Yeah, you know, we always look at the you know how how can we like raise money for a charity? You know, how I mean how could we uh, you know what could Rock One Hundred Two do to uh, to do that next big thing? Yeah, I like this idea. There's a restaurant in in uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, that uh, has broken a College World Series record for the most for the highest number of Jello shots sold at a restaurant during the College World Series. Oh. Okay, this happened last night, 5 p.m. Central Time. Okay, where uh, during the game, 21,435 Jello shots, Jello shots were sold at this particular restaurant called Raising Canes. A major purchase came from the uh, the restaurant's uh, founder, Todd Graves, who purchased 6,000 shots to push. LSU over the record of 18,777 which was set last year. Each one of these shots costing 5 bucks. Damn. Which it puts the like uh, the whole thing at $107,000 which is just in jello. Just in jello. Look at the profit margin on that. Plus the booze too, but yeah, you know, but I, mean, I, mean, I, I think the I mean, jello probably more ex- more expensive. Listen, you don't even need like it's not like you have to have a full shot of liquor in each one. No, you of course not. You can do like just a little, like a third of what you would normally put in there. As long as I don't, it's got that boozy taste to it, people don't even know the difference. I don't know of anyone that's ever gotten really loaded on Jello shots. Uh, alone, alone, alone. There's usually oh. they're usually drinking something else. Yeah, and then the the Jello shot just enhances the the booziness of the moment. Well, you're just kind of you know adding fuel to the already. Burning alcoholic well, that's, fire that's in your belly. That's what yeah. I'm telling you. No one's just going on a on a yeah. Jello shot bender and let you know letting it go at that. I'd like to go on a Jello shot bender. They uh the, all the money that was raised for this went to a the, a food bank, mm-hmm. which makes me think Mayflower Marathon time. Imagine how much fun it would be if we got say twenty thousand people to chip in five bucks for a Jello shot. And we're going to try to break this. You know, uh, we could get a restaurant to do that with us, I'm sure. Somebody down there has got to have uh, extra jello. Because you need somebody. I mean, we can't dole out booze to people. We don't have the licensing to do that. But you get somebody who does have a booze license who wants to contribute. I believe MGM has a couple booze licenses well, inside their property. There you go. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. They're they're not really a shot bar, though. No, but... Uh, you know, jello but, shots are something you see at your local uh, VFW. Jello shots are not usually typically in... A nice place, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like, it's, it's what like, are you talking about? You're saying that I don't serve sh- Jello shots what? at the Capitol Grill? No, when you go to you don't go to Max's Tavern. You're like, yes, I'll have a, a the the Max uh, Apoiv steak <laughs> and a Jello shooter, <laughs> round of Jello yeah. shots, and, for and, all my friends. And could you put it between your cleavage so I can suck the shot out that way? Yeah, yeah. 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 What, what is this? The Mardi Gras? Right. All of a sudden? Well, that's that's what I'm talking about. You know. 21,435 Jello shots. One crowd in one night in one bar. That's a lot of Jello shots. Hey, we could uh, we could do that. Again, we'll get a restaurant to uh, to make the uh, the booth. And I'm and again, I'm not saying you're a trashy place if you offer Jello shots. You just don't typically see them in nicer establishments. No, I I totally yeah. agree with that. I completely agree with that. But for the but for the purposes of charity. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think we might be on to something here. Yeah, you could be. You know, I'd be willing to suck down a little bit of extra jello in my system to help somebody uh, down in the luck. You look like you've sucked down jello uh, in times of desperation. I've I've had yeah. my share of jello. I've had my share of pudding, and uh, and look at me now, perfectly healthy. You know what I, I uh, used to like was those shot the jello. There weren't jello. It was like whipped cream or it wasn't pudding either. It was almost like a like a like a cool like, whip. Uh, what, did you, what did you call it? Cool whip. A cool whip. Cool, cool whip. <laughs> and it had some kind of like boozy concoction. In yeah, it. that's kind of cool, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. All right. Well, yeah, something well, to think about. Hey, well, we, we're raising money left and right in this place. Uh, Warren Haynes from Government Mule got a brand new record out and a new single, and we're going to talk to him about that and some other stuff, too. It's coming up after 7 o'clock, 6.56 on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, you know me. I'm a fairly level-headed fella. I'm not normally one to get sucked into the deceptive vortex of unsubstantiated rumor-mongering. That's just not me. My gullibilities lie in many different areas, but rumor and speculation are not among them. However, when it comes to talking, uh, taking those speculative moments and twisting them into delusional fantasies, how can you possibly look away? Get a load of this. Last week, Arizona, wide re- Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins was in Foxborough to meet with the Patriots. They went out. They talked. They took selfies. They did all the things that teams are supposed to do when trying to lure free agents into the mix. And while there's loads of speculation that the Patriots are going to land their guy, there's also a lot of talk about who might follow him here. For example, yesterday on the Adam Schefter podcast, Minnesota free agent running back Calvin Cook stated that if he and DeAndre Hopkins were on the same roster, quote, that would be epic for the NFL. Sure, we all know about DeAndre's six 1,000-yard seasons, but Cook has managed four 1,000-yard seasons himself with a combined 28-9 rushing touchdowns. There's also a rumor out there that the Patriots are looking into the possibility of bringing in former Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott for a little chit-chat too. And although he's hardly the player that he used to be, it only piles on the additional layer of mystique to whatever the hell the Patriots are doing over there. I mean, really, can you imagine a world in which the Patriots might actually become competitive in the AFC's toughest division? Up until about a week ago, I didn't think that was even possible. Now look at it. Suddenly you got free agents coming in, leaving, talking to their agents about coming back, and those conversations lead other players to do the same. Now does that mean the Patriots are going to get any of these guys? No, but it does make you think. And that, of course, leads me to make two very stunning observations. One, New England is still an option for those who want to win. And two, apparently there are people out there who actually listen to the Adam Schefter podcast. And frankly, I was starting to have my doubts that either one of those things were possible. Because for the moment, I just thought those things were rumors, too. But hey, and if I'm my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. John worked constructions for many years. Now John is the power is in the power tool department at the Liberty Street Rockies in Springfield. When you're talking power tools, you're talking to John. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield Classic Rock. It's 727. And the Eagles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, we'll have uh, Dan Brown give you the uh, the forecast there. But you know how I'm all... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you know how I'm all up on this uh, alien stuff? Yeah. So NASA uh, spacecraft 
spots this eerie green light on Jupiter. Okay. Pretty wild. Uh, a green light can be seen coming from uh, an area near the planet's North Pole. Their, their North Pole, not our North Pole. Scientists believe it is a uh, lightning strike that was photographed inside of Jupiter's swirling vortex. But that looks too green to be lightning. Hmm. So what uh, What do they think it is? I don't. Well, they're saying it is lightning, but uh, I'm just going to come up with my own theories and say it's uh, it's aliens. In Jupiter. On Jupiter. Which is basically a gas ball with no real surface. Right. How is that happening? How is that possible? I don't know. Uh, they're saying gas. Yeah. It's like mixture of ammonia, things like that, mm-hmm. that make it turn that different color. But I think they're lying. I think they know more than what they were going to tell us. You think there's space dudes on Ju- on Jupiter? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. there a space dudes on the Jetsons? They were on <sighs> Jupiter. Wasn't that that guy, Eep, Op, Orc, Ah, Ah? Wasn't he from Jupiter? I don't remember where he was uh, specifically. I don't uh, remember the... I don't really remember the plot line of that episode, to be quite honest with you. Well, I just remember the song because it was so catchy. Well, Judy wanted to go see, uh, what was the name of the guy? Eep, Op, Orc, orc. Ah, ah. ah, Ah. That doesn't even, it doesn't even type in Google when you do that. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Oh, Jet Screamer was his Jet name. Screamer. Jet Screamer. And sure. Judy was in love with Jet Screamer, wanted him to play, and then, uh, you know, they did play, and... Then George played Eep Op Orc Ah Ah as well, mm-hmm. and uh, he became a rock star. Yeah. And has was respected by his children after that. Well, it's a totally realistic plot line now that you've uh, reminded me of exactly where they were going with that one. But um, uh, I don't know if Jupiter was really where he was from. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, he may have been lying about that. Well, he could have been. But I'm just saying, there could be uh, aliens. Yeah, uh, on Jupiter. That's uh, that's that. And it all ties into the Jetsons somehow. Yes, I'm looking at this uh, this green light now. Mm-hmm. It looks like something that uh, some like if you had like one of them laser pointers. Yeah, except it was green. That's what I was. That's like say looks too. just like that. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. neat though, isn't it? It and is neat. Life on other planets. Uh, we'd have to be very selfish and uh, conceited to think we're the only ones out there. Well, I mean, it would open up the dating pool a little bit bigger, <laughs> you know. <laughs> A little more variety. What are you exhausted? Everyone down here. Oh yeah, yeah. It's all we're all we're all worn out. We got news next. A Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass news. All types First and sizes alert. with fast decisions made locally. We're here for your business banking and lending needs. Contact our team today or visit MunsonSavings.bank. Member FDIC. Seven thirty three. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Chicopee police are looking for the public's help in locating a vehicle reportedly involved in a hit-and-run crash last week. They said the crash occurred on June 15th in the area of Montgomery and Grattan Streets. No injuries were reported in the incident, but investigators are working to identify the driver. They added that the gray Infinity sedan would have damage to the driver's side rear fender. Anyone with any information is asked to call Officer Maluli. At uh, the Chicopee Police. That's a new one. Maluli? Officer Maluli! Maluli! What was that? Was it? Oh, it was Muldoon. Yeah, was Muldoon. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Maluli. Muldoon that's like, and Maluli. That's like Galuli. Remember Jeff Galuli? I, I do. He was the one uh, that was... He was he was the one who was married to Tanya Harding, right? No, Jeff Galuli was the idiot friend who set up the hit yes. on uh, Nancy Kerrigan with the two other idiots. Right, that, right, uh, right. Uh, uh, shattered her leg. 
I thought it was Jeff Galuli who was the husband, and Sean Eckert was the guy uh, who uh, who uh, did all the whacking. Maybe you're right. Uh, you well, know, I, I've lose track of these uh, these you know sizzling hot stories. Yeah, well, it's uh, it was uh, that was in the news. What this what, this internet is this, this is these working conditions. You know, Steve, uh, I don't know how much sympathy you're going to get from uh, the people that run this place because yeah. uh, their internet sucks too. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, it is her ex-husband. Yeah, yeah that's what I right. thought. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Well, he was one of the players in the in the game. Did you see that movie, by the way? Uh, I did. The and they with- made they made Sean Eckert look like the biggest, dopiest bastard that's ever uh, that's ever lived. Because he was. Yes. Yeah. Like the guy thought he was like a. Like a, like the head of security for some like a, a major international espionage thing. It's like just a, a total bunch of horse crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Police in uh, Brimfield are investigating following reports of vandalism on East Hill Road over the weekend. Uh, investigators say the incident happened overnight Saturday into Sunday. If you witness something or if you have video footage, you're asked to call the New Braintree Regional Dispatch Center to speak to an officer. Because nobody's available in Brimfield if you call. And you got to go Braintree? New brain tree. New brain tree. Which is like in that area. I don't even like spending time in old brain tree. No, nobody really does, does it? No. Oh, what was that? I just clicked off something. It looked like a like a map of a penis made by a plane in the sky. <laughs> I'll have to find it later. Finally, some good news. Authorities are investigating an afternoon shooting in Springfield. Springfield Police Spokesman Ryan Wall said that officers were called to the 600 block of Stage Street around 5 p.m. yesterday for the shot spotter activation. When they arrived, they found an adult male victim who was taken to Bay State with serious injuries. The case remains under investigation by the Springfield Police Detective Bureau. Now, that was from Western Mass News. I thought the other one said from 22 that... Uh, they were driven to the hospital by somebody else. Oh, I don't like in the private vehicle thing. I don't I, know. I don't know. Uh, millions of people were heading back from their destinations as the Juneteenth holiday marked the end of a three-day weekend. Uh, Western Mass News stopped by a rest stop along the Mass Pike, where drivers uh, said they had been seeing uh, what they had been seeing on the roads and highways. Hey, hey. I stopped by a rest stop too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't have cameras to watch what I was doing. I know. I'd hate to see the reports on what they were seeing about me in the uh, the Charlton rest stop. Uh, They asked drivers about the current gas prices from uh, AAA, and they reported that the average price for a gallon of gas in the Bay State is currently $3.54, up only one cent from a week ago and up uh, from $3.44 a month ago. Uh, AAA estimates uh, that Massachusetts prices should stay steady for the next couple of weeks. The drivers they spoke that spoke with Western Mass News said they're not fans of having to shell out extra dollars to fill their tanks. Yeah, but they've always done that. They've always raised the price around summertime. Yeah, it's the reason why they raise the price of flowers during uh, Valentine's Day. Right. They raise it because they know you'll pay it. Right, supply and demand. That's it. Yeah. Well, you're going to be paying extra for gas now for the rest of eternity. Fantastic. Uh, a man from Providence is being accused of pulling out a ghost gun on his neighbor in a multifamily home last January. Jo- Jose Feliz Restuto, 21, has been charged by the way of criminal information with one count of assault with a dangerous weapon, one count of using a firearm, violence, and yada, yada, yada. Restuto was charged by the Providence County Superior Court after being accused of drawing a 9mm polymer 80 ghost gun. 
equipped with a 15-round large-capacity magazine on his neighbor, uh, they said in the report. Before officers arrived on the scene, it was reported that Ristuto and one of the neighbors in the multifamily home were in a verbal argument stemming from a power outage in Ristuto's unit. He then uh, reportedly drew a pistol and pointed it at his neighbor, said the report. I wouldn't suggest pulling a gun out on somebody because your power went out. That doesn't I'll, that well, doesn't make Eversource get there faster to figure out what the yeah, problem when, is. Yeah, when you when you hold the gun right up to the phone and say, "You better come here quick, or I'm going to shoot." Yeah, it's going to be messy. You better get here. <laughs> One false move, and my cell phone gets it. Uh, Joanne Gigalotti of Horseshoe, North Carolina. She's an experienced hiker, having done many water crossings on her hiking adventures. But on Thursday morning, one went awry. Oh, boy. For the 48-year-old has been on the Appalachian Trail, which stretches more than 2,000 miles from Georgia to Maine since February with her daughter. Reaching the uh, New Hampshire earlier this month, they were almost at the end of their journey. But at 8 a.m. on Thursday... Giglotti's daughter had to call 911 after Giglotti fell on wet, slippery rocks along the trail near the summit of Mount Cube in Orford. That's in New Hampshire somewhere. Okay. Despite Giglotti's uh, injuries, she turned around and walked slowly back down the trail. Rescuers were able to drive in a mile and a half uh, of Giglotti thanks to a landowner, but she wound up hiking the entire distance to the Mount Cube trailhead under her own power, arriving about two hours after the 911 call. She was taken to Dartmouth Health. Uh, for evaluation and treatment. Days later, hiking further on the trail at Mount Musalak, I don't know, uh, Gigliotti posted a video to Facebook saying she was afraid of a water crossing. She gets almost all the way to the end of this trail. You know, you only got a couple more hundred miles to go. You've been doing this since February. Yeah. And now you're screwed. You can't make it to the end because of her uh, injury. You know, I, I, I got to be quite honest. If I'm forced against my will to hike, which usually what it takes to get me to hike, mm-hmm. and I injure myself, guess what I'm not doing the following day? Hiking. That's right, Steve. Yeah. If I get injured, that's the end of hiking. Maybe forever. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that happen. Yeah. I, I always kind of wanted to do the Appalachian Trail, and then I realized it was very long, and then I didn't really want to do that anymore. I'd be willing to drive it. But not walk it. You know what? I did one even better. I watched a documentary on it. it. Shows you everything you need to see. And you felt great, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, then there you go. Well, there's uh, there's parts of it where you can see wild horses. Ooh, that's uh, that's interesting. And mountains and fields mm-hmm. and all kinds of different things. Yeah, but I don't want to walk that. I'd rather either watch it, like you say, watch it on TV or drive through mm. it. Uh, and drive fast. You learn something new every day, you know? I try like, to. Like this. The U.S. Coast Guard apparently has its own fleet of tricycles. I did not know that. I, That's something too I just learned today. I know that now because some crazy lady in Florida stole one last Wednesday. She hopped a fence at the St. Pete Clearwater International Airport. The Coast Guard has a base there for its planes and helicopters. It's their biggest and busy, busiest air station in the country. After scaling the fence, she hopped on a Coast Guard tricycle... I'm picturing one of those tiny red ones for kids. <laughs> but it's sadly, it's an adult-sized tricycle. Oh, with a, like a big basket and yeah. tassels out of the handlebars? The uh, Coast Guard says they have the they have them to move tools and equipment around the airport. They also use golf carts and bobcats, but they have tricycles too. 
She rode it across an active taxiway, abandoned it, then tried to get on an Allegiant air flight. She also tried to get into a Coast Guard plane at one point. Security eventually saw her on surveillance. She's facing felony charges for grand theft and trespassing onto an operational area of an airport. They don't want you in certain areas. That's That would be one of them. Uh, but the point, what was the point? Was she trying to go somewhere? Was she on drugs? Was she like, you know, there's no more detail to that. Did anybody ask her? What the no. hell are you doing out here on the tarmac, lady? Oh, I'm just trying to get from the other terminal. It's a long way to go to that walking yeah. sidewalk thing you got there. You ever get on a plane and you have to walk in the tarmac to get into your gate? Like, yeah. actually, you have to walk out of the plane, like you're as opposed to, you know, the gate that's enclosed and you're just yeah. walking down a hall. Yeah. I always feel like if I have to walk on the ground, I, I shouldn't even be here. Yes. I, I don't feel, feel comfortable way. like that. I feel the same way. I'd much rather go down uh, like a tunnel. Tunnels are cool. Yeah, they really they? are kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy with a high of 75. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 75. It's 61 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock at 750 in Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be uh, cloudy and then rainy today with a high of 75. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 75 at 61 in downtown Springfield. Each week on Baxi's Musical Podcast, I'm talking to legends of rock and new wave and alternative and metal and other things, too. I've talked to producers, authors, record executives, and some up-and-coming artists, too. This week, I'm talking to Cherry Vanilla, whose uh, 2014 memoir called Lick Me has a bunch of amazing stories in it, including uh, when she was the publicist for David Bowie, when she was an actress in uh, Andy Warhol's factory in New York, also uh, had a couple of albums released in the early 80s. Uh, Her first backup band was Sting and Stuart Copeland from The Police. Mm -hmm. And it's like one amazing story after another. And uh, we talk to her on on, uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a rock102.com. It's all brought to you by ZM Home Buyers. Find them online at znmhomes.com and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I love how you say that so nonchalantly and with class. What? Like, oh, we're celebrating the anniversary of the album Lick Me. It's her book. It's her memoir. Yeah, I yeah. know, but yeah. still, I mean, it's just the idea that something is called that. That's kind of like that kid the other night at the dance who wanted me to play, uh, sl- what is it, Slut Me Out? <laughs> Can you play this? Next time? Uh, no. All right. Well, now, when you hear that, then you can hear this. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> Adele. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Nothing. Oh. Uh, Adele has no filter while talking to her live audience in Vegas. We talked about this in Hollywood Trash. Over the weekend, she revealed that wearing Spanx and sweating during her shows gave her jock itch. Here she is talking about that. I do my shows, I wear Spanx, you know, people a bit, make it look a bit lean. And I sweat a lot, but it doesn't go anywhere, so I'm basically just sitting in my own sweat. So my doctor gave me jock itch. Do you guys know what that is? Jock itch? Is it jock itch? That's what it's called, right? Ugh, God. 
So tough acting to acting around her testicles yeah. really helped that out a lot. <laughs> Leave the poor guy alone, will you? <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, what? we've all had it, right? So let's like, uh, just, uh, just trying to help. You know, some like information doesn't need to be shared. <laughs> you know, you just uh, you don't you don't talk about that stuff to thousands of people at a show. You talk about that uh, with your girlfriends or your mom. And even then, you know? I'm not sure your girlfriends or your mom really want to hear about it. Yeah, but at least you're, you know, you're you're trying to get uh, empathy from other people who may have experienced this privately, right? As opposed to telling thirty thousand fans inside of an arena that you're <laughs> suffering from jock itch and you might be a little <laughs> that you need to spray to tough acting to acting on yourself with yeah. a power with a power sprayer. There's a little uh, immaculate infection going. Yeah, on no down kidding. There with uh, Adele, something has bloomed. We officially have the very first AI DJ on a radio station. Ashley on Portland's Live 95.5 FM will be doing her midday shift now with the support of an AI version of herself. Here is the real Ashley making the announcement, followed by the AI version saying the exact same thing. Today I go from just Ashley to AI Ashley. So let's see how close the AI sounds to me. Today I go from just Ashley to AI Ashley. Let's see how close the AI sounds to me. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. You know what's even crazier? What? The way you're going from employed to unemployed. That's yeah, even even know, that's even more hysterical. I gotta, I gotta tell you, you know, we we actually work for a very good company as far as radio broadcasting ones go. Because right. there's a lot of these other ones out there that will embrace this kind of crap. Yeah. And pass it off to you like it's oh, it's no big deal. We don't have to pay anybody to be here. We don't even have that's the other thing. I don't want my voice being used for something that I didn't say. I understood. But, yeah. you know, as, a, as an employee of a radio station, not this company, but others, yeah. uh, that's not your voice anyway. No. You're just a, just a little number taking up space. I'm just a little speck. That's on right. The, on the timeline of history. And once they've recorded your voice, Steve, they don't really need you. Yeah. A uh, Kansas City couple is celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary using a lost gift certificate for the hotel they had their wedding night getaway in. Luckily for them, the hotel decided to honor it so they could celebrate. That's cool. Here's Tim and Melinda O'Brien talking about the uh, revisiting the hotel 40 years later. I was going through our old wedding album, and there was a certificate right there, and I thought, I wonder if they'd still honor this. Actually had no knowledge there was a certificate, and that he'd even actually looked at the wedding book. That was a shock. I mean, that's really what it's all about. Memories, special things that you experience together. Well, yeah, well, even uh, even though he got you a free hotel, here you are bitching about him. Hey, you think of the, uh, you know, the hotel back then 40 years ago was probably 50 bucks a night. Yeah. Now it's probably 300 bucks a night. You can go by inflation. Listen, uh, at one point there were like hotels in Springfield that used to be like you know, breathtaking and, uh, you know, architecturally profound buildings uh-huh. that now are housing, you know, you know, 15 people at a time in a small little bedrooms. Uh, it might not be the same hotel that you left it at mm. 40 years ago. Yeah, if it's all the same decor and they haven't updated anything, you're in yeah. for a bad time. I think, what was it? Uh, I think it's the Sturbridge Host Hotel. Yeah. What a dump that place is. Like, it's all, like, moldy in there. Mm. and it's That's like, what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, it's yep. gross. And it's I'm just... sure when they opened it, everyone was going, well, I mean, what go, a beautiful place. You walk around in the lobby, you see the pictures of yesteryear, which is one of my favorite terms, by the way. Right. Yesteryear. And uh, you can see how, how nice it is there. But then, like, you walk around the hotel, and it's like it smells like a, like a moldy... Uh, <laughs> 
I don't know, like some like like a gym locker yeah. room at, at a pool. Well, I remember when they opened the uh, the Elsie Motel in West Springfield? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. People would walk around, and go, "Oh my God, what a beautiful place to stay." Well, I hope. And it says right here on AAA that it's a it's it's four star approved. Well, I'm sure it was in its heyday. You know, when they first yeah. opened these places, they were brand new, and they probably. <clears throat> and you don't have the same uses for them that you did then. Like, a lot of people traveled back in the day. Yeah, now they're yeah. basically used for uh, midday siesta rates. Well, if or midday or uh, maybe even weekly living. Maybe. Like the Toll House. I've never seen any elves out of that place. <laughs> I was wondering, could I get like uh, a blondie or something in the Toll House? Yeah, where's those EL fudge cookies? Yeah, sure. I sure do like a good blondie. And uh, let's see, a police officer, uh, we got one more time, clip. There were torrential rains in uh, Pensacola, Florida last Friday, and Deputy William Hollingsworth left his patrol car to help a man trapped in rising waters, but they both got sucked into a drainage pipe and traveled underwater for about 100 feet before coming out the other side of the road. Holy smoke. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Both are okay. Here's some audio from the officer Hollingsworth body cam. I think he's underwater here. Oh, Jesus, buddy. Oh, my God. Wow, that's scary. Oh, was I too, buddy? Suck me in. Holy crap. Can you imagine being sucked under a uh, sewer like that? (laughs) A drain pipe? Uh, No, but I I have experienced similar things in other radio stations. Oh, have you? (laughs) You get spit out the other end? Yeah, so there's a large sucking sound, and then you're spit out towards the end. It kind of reminds me of that uh, Being John Malkovich movie where they went into the uh, the office door, and then they get they they're John Malkovich for a few minutes, and then they get spit out on the side of the New Jersey Turnpike. Right, it's kind of like how this was. Very much the same way. You're uh well uh well there's no forecast. It's seven fifty eight, and uh, that's now here. This with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two Golf. Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock. It's eight twelve and Bon Jovi. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny to start, then cloudy with some rain showers this afternoon. A high of 76 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 76. It's uh, 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Now, uh, you're not going to be here tomorrow or uh, through Friday, correct? Right, right. I'll be gone. And uh, Marty Caproni will sit in, so that'll be be a lot of laughs. That's coming up uh, tomorrow. Now, are you going somewhere? Yeah, I'm taking a trip for a few days. I'm going to go visit some family. Are you flying? Yes. You're taking the friendly skies? I am taking the friendly skies. Let me ask you you this. You ever been on a plane and uh, there's someone around you, maybe someone sitting next to you, behind you, that's uh, uh, like an inconsiderate dirtbag? Yes. Yes. Get Get a load of this story. A man has revealed how he exacted his revenge on a fellow airline passenger who kept putting her smelly feet under his seat during their flight. Uh, TikTok user Daniel Green 2426 went viral last week after he shared a video of himself slowly pouring a soft drink onto the woman's shoeless feet. Hmm. 38 second clip shows the passenger's left foot pushing out from underneath the seat as uh, she lounged behind him. And uh, she, he, the dude, I mean, apparently these feet reeked. And you can see these are. These are uh, feet that have been in some sort of a tennis shoe, some Ugh. sort of sneaker. I'm looking at the picture. It's disgusting. It's, it, it's a filthy sock, and you just you know, you know it ain't smelling good. Anyway, she wiggled her foot for a few seconds, didn't even realize that uh, he had poured liquid on it, and he kept doing it until she finally realized um, she's got oh, wet feet. I got wet feet, and uh, and then pulled the feet away. 
It's unclear where they they were heading, but the video has been viewed more than 300,000 times since it was posted last week. And this is not the first time that something like this happened. Uh, Not that long ago, um, Reddit exposed a thread of uh, of a guy who took uh, pictures of a woman who put her feet on the top of the headrest while they while they flew. This is just like another one of these incidents where people are just freaking rude, man. They just have no etiquette. They yeah. have no concern for the people around them. They don't care about anybody but themselves because if they did, you wouldn't be lounging on an airplane like you're in your middle of your living room. It's not meant for that. They shove you onto that plane in the smallest seat possible to get the most money out of it, and uh, and then you're you're yeah. screwed. I uh, was on a flight a couple weeks ago, and uh, it was a small plane. Then it was like one of these planes where it had one one row of seats on the left side, and then two seats on the right side. Mm-hmm. So it was like. A th- Three seats, but you know it was divided by the uh, yeah. by the center aisle, and the guy in front of me. Now, yeah, I don't know if you've ever noticed. I, I've uh, I've had a slight weight problem for better part of my entire no. adult life. No. I swear to God, it's true. And the guy in front of me uh, put his seat like all the way back. So when it comes time for like the beverage service, I can't put down the tray in front of me because this guy has taken the reclining action of that seat to its furthest capacity. Yeah, but can't you still you can't oh because of your size because, you can't yeah, right. hold so the trade down. Because it's you know it's it's right up my gut. Yeah. You know, and I you know, yeah, you know, and, and, and so I had to drink my little drink and holding in my hand. Now, small sacrifice to make. I was able to to handle it, but it's like did did that guy not realize there was someone sitting behind him? Did did he did it never even occur to him that you know that Reclining all the way back was maybe inappropriate. Not a good idea. Not such a good idea and rude. Maybe. Perhaps. It's just uh, people just don't care. They just don't care. Now, I would never take my feet, my my shoes off, uh, you know, once I'm on the plane. I would never do that. Because uh, every time somebody says that, it reminds me of John Candy. Yeah. Taking it in. My dog's been barking oh, all day long. These dogs are tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, people, I don't I don't get it. it. It's like the, when I travel on a plane, I like to travel with the least amount of items mm-hmm. because I don't want to forget anything. Yep. I just have my essentials, my wallet, my carry-on, and maybe obviously my phone, you know, keep it to a minimum. I don't need to bring. I have a phone. I don't. I can read things on it. I don't need to bring magazines or books or any no. of that other stuff. Uh, but people just don't seem to get that, and they 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 feel entitled, and they get on these planes thinking like, I can just do whatever the hell I want. I'm yeah. gonna take my shoes off and uh, maybe even take my shirt off, and <laughs> you know. <laughs> Act like I told you. I have that friend who does that shirt off thing, like. In a living room, oh, really? like there's something weird about it. There's something weird about somebody not wearing a shirt around a house. Like we went on vacation with this guy, right? And at like eleven o'clock in the morning, he's walking around with still with his pajama pants on and no shirt. And I'm like, it's a, it's just like not. around the hotel and stuff. Yeah, like around this, uh, we were shared a condo, and he uh. was walking around the condo, and then you know, then a couple of months later. Uh, you know, his wife sends me a picture of of all of a bunch of friends hanging out, mm-hmm. and there he is in his living room at maybe ten o'clock at night with no shirt on. 
I don't understand people who do that. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm almost uh, never shirtless other than in a shower. Right. Or at other, like like in between changings, but I, yeah. I I never take my shirt off because it's you know one I don't uh, I don't feel particularly like I guess it's some like you know body issues that I may have yeah. developed because of uh, weight and whatever. But like you ever see someone who takes like a shirtless selfie? Yeah, like it, like it, it they don't mean to look as creepy as they do, but they just. It's the creepiest thing you can do. It is pretty creepy. I mean, you might as well be taking a selfie of yourself in a white paneled van we're and t- waiting for like Chris Hansen to show up at uh, at some house. And we're talking about men too. I'm not talking about women who want to take uh, their shirts off. And no, that's fine. I got no. Yeah. yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, we're that's we're to- being very partisan here. Yeah, but but men. Yeah. Put a shirt on, dude. Just do it. I don't I, care what you're gonna do. I just I don't understand why people are so rude. And don't want to follow like basic rules of society. They just feel yeah. like they're the only important person on the plane. When I'm on a plane, I try to do everything I can not to bother anybody. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, make a lot. I don't really initiate any annoying conversations. I, I keep to myself. Uh, you, know, you know, maybe I fall asleep, and if I find myself like a, like snoring, I'll stop. I'll, I'll wake up and just do whatever I can to. to to stay awake and to not to, to annoy, annoy anybody, but uh, taking my shoes off and then putting them underneath somebody else's uh, seat is just—it's gross. It is gross, disgusting, and uh, it makes you wonder—you uh, know—what's on those seats from all the people that have been sitting in them all day long. You know, now you got somebody with bare feet. You don't have enough time in between flights, in between crew, you know crew changes, and uh, and passengers. To hose down that no, plane. They don't clean. They, of course not. They of take course a, they can't. They take, a, they take the vacuum and they vacuum up all the crap that your kid flew on the, threw on the floor during the flight. Yeah, so if you drop the pretzel on the floor, yeah. that'll get picked up. It, it's like, uh, I. it's almost like the stress cleaning of the airplane. Oh, we got guests coming. We got to clean. And you're just like, you're shoving popcorn into the... Into the thing with the with the uh, the emergency <laughs> info on it. Right. Yeah. Or stress cleaning. We have to get this place clean before people get away. We don't want passengers to think we're animals. Right. And you're using the same rag you dusted the, uh, right. the kitchen sink or off you, with. You, or you wipe the toilet down with. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. See? It's uh, it's gross. People on planes are gross. You gotta, I can't you, wait to fly this week. Didn't you say you're, you're one of your sisters is a flight attendant? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that used to be kind of like a, like a glamorous job. Yeah. It's not, These days, it just sounds like a gross, gross position. It's the, it's gross, and it's like, why would you want to put up with people like that? Why would you want to subject yeah. yourself to people who are entitled and feel like they could do whatever the hell they want on the plane? Yeah, no thank well, you. I, paid, I mean, technically, yes, you're paying an exorbitant amount of money for a ticket, but that doesn't give you yeah. the right to... That's just to get you to where you're going. It's a form of transportation. It's yeah. not your own living room. You know, yeah. when you get to your the destination, then you can start, you know, taking your socks off and spreading your toes and waving around. But not not while you're in a plane in no. a fuselage enclosed with a bunch of other people. Stop being gross. It's eight twenty two with Bax and oh, Nagel on Rock one oh two. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House. Eight thirty two with Bax and Nagel on Rock one oh two. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thank you, Bax. You're very welcome.
Uh, police in Springfield are investigating an early Monday evening shooting on State Street that left one man seriously uh, injured. According to Ryan Walsh, at about 5.05 p.m., police were called to a shot spotter activation on the 600 block of State Street. Once they arrived, the officers found a man with a gunshot wound who was taken to Bay State with serious injuries. The 22 News crew could see officers had blocked off a portion of State and Stebbins Street, as well as caution tape and numerous evidence markers. It was cool. Mm-hmm. The uh, Springfield police uh, continue to investigate the incident, and 22 will continue to update the story when more information comes available, which they probably will. I'm just taking a guess. Yeah, they might listen, not. they haven't, uh, to my knowledge, they haven't uh, given more information out in over a year. So um, whatever that means. Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't have any idea. Well, he kept his promise. Mayor Joshua Garcia in Holyoke is steering $2 million in American Rescue Plan Act money to the restoration of the Victory Theater, honoring a January pledge. The award That award is among $19 million in final allocations from the federal program in Holyoke. The mayor, I'm sorry, the mayor announced the ARPA recipients last week at Holyoke Media Studios. City Council President Todd McGee and uh, Alicia Zoller, administrator for the uh, Community Development Office, joined him. Applicants submitted nearly $63 million in proposals, resulting in 27 awards that emphasized infrastructure, housing, and public safety. The federal government awarded Holyoke $37 million. Ooh, look at you with Rolling in D's and got a good ass job. Yeah, you know, at one point this was a uh, like a breathtaking theater. It just it just needs a lot of damn work. Well, I was looking at some of the photos. This would be a great place to hold the live show if we do that again. Um, if it was renovated and uh, up yeah, and running, absolutely, I mean? it'd be a great it'd be a great place. I mean, even the dusty pictures that they show of this look like it has a lot of potential to it. <sighs> I don't. Where is this in Holyoke? I don't know. I've only I'm only seeing the uh, the pictures. Yeah, uh, inside. I don't know exactly where it is outside. The yeah. Victory Theater. Let's see if we can find out where that is by googling it. Uh, that is uh, Suffolk, Suffolk Street. Street. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. You know what? Uh, if they could restore it, you know. Like, uh, they're already bringing, they've been bringing good shows to Holyoke for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, Gateway City's been doing that for, for some time. And, yeah, this would be a great place to add additional entertainment to the city of Holyoke. I think it's awesome. You know, with the prices of how much it costs to go see a music artist, you know, like a popular music artist nowadays, even yeah. if it's not Taylor Swift, some, somebody like comedians are going, Bill Burr tickets are like 300 bucks. It's ridiculous. Yeah. When you have smaller local theaters that they can offer prices of entertainment that might not be national, uh, nationally recognized or whatever, but it's still local entertainment and it's still good and you don't have to charge as much and people can afford that to go on a night out. You know what I mean? No, I totally, I totally yeah. agree with you. But I also think like, uh, like the Academy of Music, for example, you know, they typically bring sh- you know pretty good shows in and they don't charge. You're not going to spend you know a thousand dollars on tickets to see a great show, mm-hmm. and they and they bring great shows. They do. They uh, it's like one of those. Uh, what do they got down there? They get some bands and all that stuff too, right? Well, like uh, for example, in September, Craig Ferguson's coming down there. Okay. Okay. So yeah, he's a pretty that's, that's a pretty, pretty big deal, and uh, 
Let's see. I'm, I'm looking for uh, for ticket information, and I can't find any ticket information. But you know, but but nothing there is out of whack. No, it's price not wise. Be, it's not going to be three hundred dollars. No. Uh, to do that, I didn't realize that uh, former House Speaker David Bartley passed away. Yeah, that I didn't know either. That was uh, that happened last week. They're having the uh, the services today. Family and friends mm. paid their respects uh, Tuesday night. When was this posted? Well, that's uh, that would have been what last Tuesday. Yeah, they just posted this yesterday and are giving the update on the funeral today. That's family uh, and friends paid their respects Tuesday night to former uh, Massachusetts State House Speaker David Bartley, who passed away last week at the age of eighty-eight. Uh, Bartley served as a House Speaker from nineteen sixty-nine to nineteen seventy-five when he became president of Holyoke Community College, a position position he held for decades. He was the president when I was going there. Oh, okay. We're seeing yeah. that guy, a guy around a time or two. Uh, his legislative accomplishments, including uh, crafting the state's special education law and co-sponsoring Bartley Fox Law, which created a uh, one-year mandatory minimum sentence to uh, for anyone to be found carrying a gun without an FID card. Well, that one stuck. <laughs> this is the one thing that the mayor and uh, superintendent of the police have been complaining about. Like, they don't hold that law. Like, yeah. that law never, like, you. It, most of these guys do plea deals or they're back out on the street the next day. Uh, Bartley was uh, president of uh, Holyoke Community College until 2004. At HCC, he was instrumental in the construction and development of the college's uh, current campus. That is an oddly designed building. At HCC? I remember uh, somebody telling me the history of that. Like, the building design, the architect who designed that, it, it was like a California a place for uh, like that would be made for California because it has all flat roofs to it. Oh like, yeah, there's no pitches on any of the roofs because they don't get snow. Right, right. So uh, that kind of caused some problems, and I think they obviously uh, have addressed that over the years. But I remember yeah. having leaks coming through the ceiling and all that stuff. Didn't think that one through, did you? Well, wow, the uh, the leaks coming through the ceiling. I don't think they expected that to happen. You uh, know, people build things all the time. There was a- yeah, but you know, but when you have something like that, I mean, you, and it can cost millions of dollars to build, you want to kind of do it right, and you also want to do it in the appropriate climate. Yeah, I remember watching this uh, report. This is going back probably ten years ago. There was a building that was built in London or you know somewhere in the United Kingdom, where the mirror windows that they were using were reflecting off the building, and then that beam of Sun was kind of like putting a magnifying glass on an ant, and it was melting the street and cars and anything that was in that area. They had to redesign that part of the building when it was done. Isn't that crazy? Because of the reflection of the of the sun's rays that was melting the sidewalk. That's insane. And again, nobody knew that those materials would do that. No, that's no. crazy to me. It, isn't it crazy? That is very crazy. Um. What was I going for here? I was going for another story. News. Do you want to hear something fun? Sure. Or are you just saying you want to hear something fun? I'm kind of just saying it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I'm almost on vacation, and I just, uh, I feel like I'm just calling it in. I feel like I call it in every day while I'm here. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm at, listen, it's hard for me to be critical. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, it's 839. I mean, yeah, I feel like my day is done. You know what? We were just talking about concert tickets. 
Have you ever gone to buy tickets to a big concert and not gotten the seats? In a new survey, the average person said it happens to them about a third of the time now. Yeah. 44% people think bots buying tickets is one of the main reasons. 50% also said prices are just too crazy these days, and that's their biggest hurdle. One of the uh, top strategies for landing tickets is to make sure you're logged in and ready to go. On average, people do it 12 minutes before tickets go on sale. Another one is trying to buy on uh, trying buying on multiple devices at the same time. A third of the people said they've done that. But according to a, quote, ticket buying expert, multiple people might be the real key. Here are the top four ticket buying tips. You ready? Mm-hmm. Make it a team effort. Have as many people as possible try to buy. The, this lady compared it to a coordinated military operation. That's what it takes to get tickets to a good show these days. See, it'd just be easier to go to your local but you uh, know, music hall and enjoy some uh, <laughs> local music instead. So the the, the interview that I have, <clears throat> excuse me, posted on, on the uh, Baxi's Musical Podcast this week with uh, with Cherry Vanilla. Uh, this is a woman who was a groupie back in the in the sixties and seventies, and you know she got backstage a lot, and there was a lot of activity that she was involved in a lot. And she, one of the things that we talked about is, you know. Back in the day, it was easy and affordable to get into a show. Like, it didn't cost you a whole lot, and all she had to do was look nice and uh, and be interesting, and she could get backstage to meet her favorite mm-hmm. her favorite uh, musicians. Right. Oftentimes, to have drugs and sex with them, too. But, nevertheless, you know, we were talking about how, you know, like, today, you could never possibly get away with that. No one can afford to go to any show they want to no. because it's impossible to get tickets. And even if you can get the tickets, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg to get there. And if you try getting backstage, you're more likely to get bounced out for breaking security protocols. So what's the even point of being a, a groupie anymore? I feel bad for these people. I the wish, groupies. I wish I was a groupie. <laughs> there are male groupies. Yeah? Yeah. For who? All kinds of people. Yeah. I knew a guy. He was a groupie. He wasn't looking to have, like, uh, you know, like physical relations with anybody. Oh, he just wanted pictures. I just want to take some pictures, man. So he had this photo album of Polaroid pictures that he had taken with, like, all these, you know, all these rock bands. And it was, like, it it, it was impressive. Yeah, that was impressive. But sad in a way. If somebody took out a photo album today and started showing you Polaroids of people, yes. that would be a lot of creepy things going on there. Sure. You know? But this guy had photo album after photo album of uh, of of that. That could never be done now because there's no way that guy could get into a show at the expense and the effort to get tickets. Well, stupid. They're saying uh, don't be on all the same Wi-Fi if you're trying to get tickets like together in the house. Know the venue and the seats you want. Be familiar with the website and have a specific section in mind. It seems like too much effort to do all this just to get a ticket to a show. Forget it. Forget about. Forget about it. We do it that way. <laughs> yeah, right. Forget, forget about, about it. Yeah. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, cloudy this morning. Well, a little bit of sunshine and then uh, rain this afternoon with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 76. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 848 in the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny this morning and then uh, clouds start moving in and a high of 76. Could see some rain this afternoon. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 76. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. So tomorrow is going to wind up being a beautiful day for the uh, the big bonk and smoke, which happens at the log cabin. Uh, tickets are still on sale. You can enjoy a, a great night out, beautiful, breathtaking views of Mount Tom and uh, fantastic cigars and food, too. Your mission includes three premium Drew Estate guitar, uh, cigars from a cigar room, two in Agawam. You get the T-shirt from GG Inc. screen printing and embroidery and the food. Hors d'oeuvres, dinner, uh, dessert, and I believe if you're playing your cards right, you can have seconds. Uh, details and tickets are available at rock102.com. They can also be purchased for a limited time. Uh, in a limited amount at uh, the Cigar Room 2 in Agawam. Cigar smoking, not a safe alternative to cigarettes. you got to be over 21 with a positive ID tender. It's the Big Bonk and Smoke tomorrow night at the Log Cabin, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, everyday skills. You got some, right? I got a couple. Well, they change over time, mostly due to new technology. Like these days, kids don't need to know the best angle and air pressure to blow into a video game cartridge to make it work. If you know what I'm saying? I do know how that goes. Yep. <laughs> right down the line? Yep. People online are talking about the pre-90s everyday skills that they have, but are basically obsolete now. Uh, here's some of the best ones. Wrapping textbook covers with a brown paper bag. <sighs> Nobody does that anymore, do they? No, they don't. No. Textbooks are mostly online now, and there's really no need to wrap a Chromebook in a paperback because that's what all these kids have. Uh, unknotting curly telephone wires to get all the curls facing the right way. That used to drive me crazy when they get all knotted up like that. I mean, uh, we still got some of these phones here with those cords on them, but that's just office phones. Yeah, but they, they rarely get a lot of whack. Mm. Giving the TV a karate chop to fix the reception. Oh, I've done that. Remembering phone numbers. That's a huge one. You don't need to remember anybody's phone number anymore. I, I know my own. I know my wife's. That's pretty much it. I actually know quite a few phone numbers, and I could recall phone numbers from when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I can recall that too. For other people. Yes. Yeah. But I can't, if, if I meet you and we exchange phone numbers... Yeah. I'm not going to remember your number. What were you? Uh, you must have been in the day of the uh, Rehoboth 9425. <laughs> Actually, uh, you're, you're joking, yeah. but for a while. Yeah, I bet. But, but for a while, everybody in Rehoboth, if you wanted to call somebody in town, yeah. you only had to dial the last four numbers. That's it. That's it. Mm. So if, you're, if you're, your friend's phone number was 4141, that's it. And you're getting uh, you're getting there. And if you were trying to call someone in Seekonk, which is the next town over yeah. from Rehoboth, you had to dial a seven first. Didn't it cost? And then seven numbers. Didn't it always cost money to call another town, too? At, didn't it? Yeah, there, there were, like, there were, there were yeah. Long, long distance was not far distance. Uh, the ability to make and count change for a purchase. That's even an ex expiring skill for cashiers. One person joked, the total was nine ninety one. I give the cashier cashier ten oh one, and you'd think I'd handed them a live grenade. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> you know, it, it, it screws yeah. up if you don't. You know, people dismiss it as, oh, that person's stupid because they don't know how to make change. No, they weren't taught how to make change. Yeah, and if the machine spits out the change for them. 
They don't have to worry about it. All they have to do is say what the computer says. Steve, you probably know this too. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if uh, your kids have had experiences. They they have stopped for the most part teaching kids how to write in cursive language, like the cursive alphabet is almost and penmanship is almost not a thing. Writing in cursive is one of the things on the list. Yeah, and reading it. If you had, if you handed someone who was like ten years old, someone mm-hmm. who should be able to read nearly anything at that point. A letter written in cursive. They don't know what the hell you've just given them. It's you, a totally foreign language to them. Using the Dewey Decimal System at the library. Boy, that guy really cleaned up. That Dewey guy. He cleaned up big time. Yeah, nobody really uses that. You just look for the book or the librarian finds it for you. Yeah. That's the job. <laughs> Tell me where this book is. No. Yeah, it's in that aisle uh, on that shelf. Refolding a map correctly. And maybe you actually even using a map. I don't own a single map in my house. You know what I miss? The triptychs. Remember the triptychs from AAA? I do. I they do. give it to you in like a little uh, like a little book. I think they still make those. I think you can still get them from AAA. They do because yeah. there are certain people that refuse to put like uh, like a navigation system in their car or yeah. on their phone. So years ago, I drove to Florida. And uh, I want, but I, that was before GPS came along, before even MapQuest was available on the internet. Right. Yes, AAA. And they had this guy working over in the AAA office in Springfield here when it was uh, right at the Cooley Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. Town Plaza. This guy was like, he knew his crap, man. He just got on this trip. The thing was done in less than five minutes. He's like telling you to take this road, and he's looking up. There's construction on the Tappan Zee Bridge. You don't want to go that way. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, telling you all the different ways to go. And it was very accurate. It, it was like even more accurate, I think, than some of these GPSs are. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Uh, developing and processing photographic film and enlarging prints in a dark room. Yeah, that's kind of a lost art. Only I do know some people that do it. But most photographers nowadays are on digital. They're digital. Yeah, and they can edit their mm-hmm. their photographs digitally as opposed to, you know, learning the science and yeah. craft of actual development. I kind of miss that. I just liked uh, in college being in the dark room with the other chicks. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Oh, we should go in the dark room. Yeah. Develop our photos. Because it's dark. Yeah. And they'll never know. So there you go. That's all these uh, these things that are obsolete now. Yeah. Like, uh, like imagine uh, if if you had like a cassette tape that you gave somebody mm-hmm. and it got and and the tape came out. Oh, yeah. How, do you you know? t- how, how, do you f- how would you have a kid figure that out? You take a number two pencil and you stick it in the little hole and, and you, you twist s- it. And you sp- yeah. spin and twist. Exactly. Uh, kids are- today would never know how to do that. Setting up a VCR to record a TV show in advance. You don't have to do that anymore. No. DVRs do it all for you. Actually, we have a DVR. We don't even use it because most of the TV shows that we watch are, are, are streamed. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't need a DVR. Remember they were all crying foul about that? Oh, my God, this will kill the television industry. You know, this recording things. Yeah, right. And here they are offering it to you <laughs> at your fingertips whenever you want it. Now. They're probably giving it away for yeah. free. Uh, well, there you go. That's my little... It's 8.56 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.